Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Tara Humphrey. I run an award-winning healthcare consultancy specialising in supporting primary care networks. I'm a facilitator. I am a mum of three. I have an MBA and I would class myself as a bit of an adventurer. And I absolutely love all things business, all things leadership, all things management. So I created this podcast for clinical and non-clinical colleagues working in the field of health and care and for those of you looking to develop your leadership skills. Every week we release an episode which focuses on the hard and soft skills required to lead in this increasingly complex environment as we move to delivering more integrated care. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So in this episode, I wanted to share with you some of the health and well-being apps I am loving right now. In previous episodes of the podcast, I've shared with you that I am increasingly becoming interested in health and well-being technology. And just as a little bit of background, for my job, I procure lots of health technology on behalf of my primary care network clients but also I am a consumer. My youngest daughter has got type 1 diabetes and for years, I think for five years, we purchased Dexcom, which is a continuous glucose monitoring system, which she changes every 10 days and we can always see her levels. So that reduces the number of finger pricks she needs to do to test her blood glucose levels. And it is absolutely excellent. We've also used Libra. Libra was also really good. I think it's just personal preference. So either Libra, I would recommend. I'd also recommend Dexcom. It's slightly different, but they essentially do the same thing. So that piece of health tech has been a game changer. We don't kiss goodbye to finger pricks, but before she might have to do 10 checks a day. Now we only check her if she's HI high or whether she is low. That piece of kit is amazing, was happy to pay for it. And now we get it free via the NHS, which is amazing, which is incredible. We also get free via the NHS Omnipod. Now Omnipod delivers her insulin. So she wears the kind of the applicator on her body. We have to change it every three days. So instead of her injecting her insulin every time she eats, the insulin is continuously delivered into her system and we use a device called a PDM to increase or decrease the amount of insulin she needs according to her blood glucose levels and the carbs that she eats. Again, it's a game changer. Those two pieces of health tech have dramatically increased Talia's quality of life. And as a parent, I've got the assurance that even when I'm not with her, I can see whether she's high or low. My husband can think up to 10 people can see her. The school are trained on it. It's just absolutely fantastic. And it's great that I think it's being rolled out across the country. So every child gets the opportunity to have this healthcare technology. It's a real life example. I used to pay for Dexcom. Now I get it free on the NHS. So from a type 1 diabetes perspective, from a consumer and a parent, I don't have type 1 diabetes. My daughter does. Those two pieces of technology are amazing. I have to get Talia on the podcast. She's turning 11 in a few days. 
she keeps saying, yeah, 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 I'll come on. And then she doesn't say anything. <laughs> so I think it's important to hear from the actual user experience. One of the things it's made me do is I am now supporting an organisation called DigiBeats that support children with type 1 diabetes. And that's opened me up and it's encouraging me to be more proactive when it comes to Talia's health. So we are going down to London and we're taking part in a type 1 diabetes focus user group. So I think without that, sometimes it can be easy to be passive and expect things to be done for you. But we have to shape it and we have to get involved. So I'm really excited. It's nothing to do with DigiBeats, but just by association with DigiBeats, it's making me see things I wouldn't have necessarily seen before. And when the diabetes team email me, I'm paying closer attention to their emails. They want feedback. And it's so easy to think I'm so busy, or I can't bother to do that. Or if I say something, they're not going to do it anyway. But if we don't contribute, we'll never kind of get what we want. So I am being more open when it comes to type 1 diabetes from a parent's perspective. If I can get Talia involved, and she obviously she wants to be involved, I think that is fantastic. Yes, it's really exciting. There's lots of exciting things happening in this space with closed loop technology. So yes, I am interested very, very interested and very, very excited. So that is the first two pieces of kit. It really applies to those of you that have got type 1 diabetes, or if you are a healthcare professional and a patient comes into you to say, I'm interested in getting these if adults come in, recommend them. And if you are a healthcare professional and a family comes into your practice and they've got a child newly diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, or they've been diagnosed for a while, definitely, definitely point them in the direction of DigiBeats. DigiBeats is It's a educational platform to support children with diabetes. It's an app you download onto your phone. It's free. And on there, you may see my daughter Talia. They've got videos of like, what is a hypo? What is a high? How to manage type 1 diabetes, support with carb counting, support with DKA. There's just so much information delivered in a really simple, easy to understand way really easy to consume, delivered by families with or living with type 1 diabetes. So I suppose I'll include that in my health and well-being app roundup. So we've got Omnipod, we've got Dexcom, we've got DigiBeat. So that is for those of you specifically interested in type 1 diabetes. So the next category I think I'm going to class as well-being. So I have been a paying subscription user of the app 10% Happier for three years. Absolutely love it. I use it to support my meditation practice. So it's an app. It has single episodes. You can meditate for a minute, up to 60 minutes. And they also have guided courses. So I've done audio courses on supporting my well-being, a healthy habits course, which I've done loads of times. I really like that. I've done a course to help me focus. Also, I'm repeating the short course on work-life challenge. So it gives you just advice and then kind of get a little bit of education, information, tips. And then the second bit is the meditation. For three years, I've been paying for the app. I think I pay around about £80. I think it's around about £80. It might be a bit more expensive than that. I think it's well, well worth it. Well worth it. It tracks how many days you've meditated, how many minutes, how many sessions. It tracks your daily and weekly streaks. You've got a variety of different people that deliver the sessions. 
and my absolute favourite session that I use before I go to sleep is the Nightly Gratitude with Jeff Warren. I love his voice. I've used Headspace and I enjoyed Headspace. I just prefer 10% Happier, but a bit like Dexcom and Libra. They both do the same things. It's just whatever you prefer, like the application that you prefer. But I really, really like 10% Happier and I do feel 10% happier. Okay, the next app that I use is the Calm app. Now, I initially bought the Calm app because I really like, I think they call them soundscapes. So you might hear trickling water or babbling brook. That's initially why I bought it. And then Jay Shetty, I think, joined Calm. And he does his seven minute daily J's where he shares insights and thoughts and provoking questions. And then with a short meditation. So I love the daily J. So I listen to the daily J in the morning. And then I use my 10% happier app to do my nightly gratitude in the evening. And then if I don't fall asleep during that nightly gratitude and I'm struggling to get to sleep, then I'll put on a calm sleep story. I like Beauty and the Beast, The Snow Queen. Those two are my favourites, but I've listened to all of the kid ones. I do like the history of Transformers, but yeah, I just fall asleep to them. My youngest daughter loves listening to the sleep stories as well. So she's always like, oh, can I borrow your phone? So she also loves the Calm app. So that's why I use it. And I sometimes I write down my daily gratitude using the Calm app. You don't need 10% happier and Calm, but like everything, you know, like no one app does it all. And Calm is not very expensive. It's like £35. So it's a bargain. I use them both and I love them both. So that is the Calm app. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you proudly in partnership with 10,000 donors and their Gob for Good campaign. Gob for Good is all about getting as many people as possible to join the stem cell registry. Only 3% of the UK are registered to be stem cell donors and only 0.4% of the global population. If you or a loved one have the devastating news that you have been diagnosed with a blood cancer, the chances of you finding your blood stem cell match is significantly reduced if you have a minority ethnic heritage. It is really, really simple. All you need to do is click into the show notes or visit the Gob for Good website at gobforgood.com and get yourself signed up to the registry. You could one day receive that life-saving call or one day you may need that life-saving call. Now, let's jump back into this week's episode. Now I want to move on to my fitness apps. So I would say, even though I do ultra marathons running wise, I would class myself as a cyclist. I feel, well, I did feel super confident on my bike. I've done century bike rides, love being on my bike until the fateful day in November or November, October. I had a really serious bike accident, came flying off and is getting blue lighted to hospital. And I have not been on my bike since. I feel like I've got post-traumatic stress disorder and I'm still battling with my shoulder injury. So I bought a Peloton, Peloton bike. And I honestly, that's really ridiculous. I used to look down on people that had a Peloton. I just, used to think, just ride your bike outside. That's the whole point of riding a bike, isn't it? So I was like, and they're too expensive. But then I was like, I have to exercise. So I bought the Peloton and I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. 
I'm obsessed. And I've been riding it since November, every week. Along with that, so I know that the bike is not an app, but it comes with an app. So you can do all sorts of different exercises on there. You Obviously, you've got your bike. You can use your app to have a guided run outside. You can do Pilates. You can do yoga. You can do core body exercises with weights, no weights. It's fantastic. So when I travel, having the Peloton app with me keeps me on track. I have a better workout when I've either got a PT with me or I'm exercising along to instruction. So I love the Peloton app. I'm addicted. And I would say it's a very different sort of workout. Like someone said to me, I bet your output's really high. I'm really quite bad at like the short, like sprint, hit and heels workouts, but I like trying. I love the music. I love it's the music that gets it for me and the instruction. And I really like the lane breaks. If you've got a Peloton, you'll know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But do I say it? I mean, if you've got the cash and you like cycling and you're trying to get in shape and you want to exercise in a fun way, I would recommend it. The latest app which I have been using is called Whoop. Because I am currently training to do a 50k run in August, last year when I was training to do two marathons in two days across the Sahara, (laughs) I'm one of those annoying people. Did I mention? (laughs) Did I mention that I do ultra marathons? Well, anyway, working, three kids, married, dog, exercising. Last year, it really took a toll. I remember going home from work in the middle of the day, lying on the sofa and falling asleep. I was burning the candle at both ends regarding work and exercise. So I just thought, I don't want to make the same mistake. I had really low iron at one point as well. So I was like, is there some sort of app to help me understand my body better and help me understand when I'm really tired or when I can get like a, when my body is primed for like my optimal workout? And I discovered Whoop. And I was really unsure. I was going to get the, is it the Quora ring or Aura ring? And then Somebody did a really helpful YouTube video and said, if you're looking to increase your athletic performance, he would recommend the Whoop. If you want more of a well-being tracker, go with Cora or a ring. So because I wanted more fitness performance, I went with Whoop. And again, I'm addicted. So to just help you understand, it's not a watch, but you do wear it on your wrist. It has got a sensor and a strap. So it looks like a watch, but it doesn't have a face. You can also wear it in clothing. And just what it does, it tracks your sleep, it tracks how well recovered you are, and then it recommends and tracks your strain, how well you've worked. So what I'm looking to do, which I have done, I have improved my sleep and my sleep has historically has been really bad. And I even worked with a lady called Dr. Helen Well to improve my sleep because I would say I've got insomnia. So it tracks my sleep performance. It tracks how recovered I am. And sometimes there's not always correlation. Sometimes you can have a really good night's sleep, but your body may not be recovered to hit your maximum performance. And then the strain is how hard you've worked. And it's been really helpful. It's helped me work harder. And it's also helped me pay more attention to my heart rate and my variable heart rate. I won't go into it. There are loads of better YouTube videos. But if you are interested in improving your fitness performance and you don't already have a Garmin, your Apple Watch is not going to do it. Okay, I've got an Apple Watch. I think a Garmin is pretty good. I've seen what they can do. If you've got a Garmin, use it. If you're interested in the Whoop, 
I would recommend it. I would say I'm seeing my heart rate lower, my resting heart rate lower. I can see that I'm improving my sleep. There is a community on there. It's doing what I wanted it to do. And it helps me to listen to my body. And I know that sounds really silly. You know, like Tara, just listen to your body. But we don't. We don't. But sometimes when you've got the data in front of you and then you work out how you're feeling, you've got the hard data and then you've got your soft intelligence from how you're feeling. And then you can work out, actually, Tara, you can go for it this time or actually just relax. So I really, really like the WHOOP and that is spelled W-H-O-O-P. And if you follow me on Instagram at Tara Humphrey of Two Wise, you do see me posting about it. I'm one of those people. (laughs) And one added thing I'd say about the WHOOP and just fitness apps in general, I think, you know, like we have got a responsibility to look after our body. I want to grow old gracefully. I keep thinking, I'm 42 at the time of recording this. What do I want my body, what do I want my life to look like when I'm 50? And I want to be active. That is part of my identity. I pride myself in being active. It's not about how heavy or it's not about my weight. It's not really about my appearance, but I just want to be healthy. I want a healthy heart. I want to be active. I've got three kids. And I was thinking, the older they get, the more I want them to be proud of me. I want them to think, oh, like, there's my mum. She works hard. She works out well and hard. And I want to be like that. So it's helping me to understand my body. So the next app I wanted to share with you, and in the same vein in wanting to understand my body more, is that I use the Flow app. And I started using the Flow app because I sat next to the Director of Medical Accuracy of Flow, a lady called Dr. Claudia Pastides. She's absolutely fantastic. I think I spoke about her before. Love watching her slash stalking her on Instagram. She said she worked for Flow and I was like, what's Flow? And it is a period tracking app and so much more. And I think you can get a free version. I paid the full version. I think it's like 25 quid. And I use it to track my period. And it also just helps me understand more about my cycle and my mood. It's pretty accurate. I love the information. It has daily insights. I can track my mood. I can track any changes in my body. And it's just educating me about my health. And I really, really, really enjoy it. And again, I want to understand this stuff. As I get older, I want to understand how my body is changing. And I want to track my period. And it's really strange that I'm only doing this now at this age. I also got my daughter to download it. And I know Valentina, when I said, I think I messaged Valentina from the conference and was like, I'm sitting next to a director at Flow. She's like, oh my God, I use Flow. So Claudia, you have to come onto the podcast. It's a great app. I really like the tone of the language. I really like the tone of voice. I like the daily insights. I just love the educational content that it provides. There's some secret chats about personal saucy things. I really like it. I really, really like it. So if you're looking for a period tracking app, I would hands down recommend Flow. And I've mentioned this a few times in other podcasts, but I interviewed Sadie Fredericks for the second time in episode 211. 
And he just mentioned the short sentence and he talked about being fit to lead. And you know when someone says something, he probably doesn't even remember saying this, but I really took it to heart. And I think this contributes to me being fit to lead. We talk about the soft skills that is required to lead. And I just can't emphasize enough that you have to take care of yourself. We talk a lot about mental health. The meditation supports my mental health. I'm not sitting on a mat humming. You know, like with these apps, you just help you think about meditation. It's just stopping and trying to focus on the present. And if you've got an important meeting or you're feeling a bit stressed or you want to start the day just a little bit more quiet and a bit more chilled, I can't recommend it enough. You don't need the apps to meditate. They're just helpful. And that, you know, the meditation the exercise, understanding how my body works, looking at my sleep. I used to pride myself in getting up really early and I still do. But now I'm more interested in how much sleep I get rather than like, I was up at 5am. You know, like in order to do that, I need to go to bed earlier. So sleep is becoming really, really, really important. And I do notice it in my day. I've got more clarity of thought when I exercise I meditate. When I do practice gratitude, I am one of those people and I think people roll their eyes, but it works for me. It may not work for you, but it certainly does work for me. I have got a morning routine. It's not really strict. It's not really long, but these are the things that make me feel good. And I would encourage you, if you've got apps on your phone, you don't need to, you know, like just use them. They all work. You can also try other apps just get you started. And one app I don't use anymore, but I keep mentioning Holly Health. They've been on the podcast before and the CEO Jimson's been on. I used to use the Holly Health app and I don't use it anymore. But one of the things that stayed with me is around, you know, like what could you do for five minutes today? What goal could you set to do today or this week? And I remember like setting goals around, you know, like reading it stuck with me. I do think, okay, right, I'm going to read just for 10 minutes today. Like, what can I do to get me off my phone? Can I read? Can I go for, can I take the dog for an extra little walk? Can I jump on the Peloton? Can I do a bit of yoga? So those healthy habits, the prompts that the Holly Health app gave me have definitely stuck with me. So even though I don't use it anymore, that's okay. It is a fantastic app. And I think the fact that I'm still talking about it and I remember it and I still apply the habits that the app taught me without using the app, I think is pretty, pretty good. So I would love to know, I just think I wish this podcast, how to make it more interactive. I would love to know which apps you love. And if you listen to this podcast, just message me on Instagram, Tara Humphrey with two Y's. On Twitter, I'm now Tara Humphrey with two Y's. We're separating THC Primary Care from Tara Humphrey because the business is independent of me. We're growing a big team. So we're separating that out. So follow me on Twitter at Tara Humphrey with two Y's or on LinkedIn. Wherever you see this, just message me to let me know what is your favorite app. I'd love to know. Always up for trying. So I hope you found that helpful. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review.
I know many of you give us a shout out on social media, which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast. So please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. Just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please do. You get to hear more insights, more confessions, some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.